Hey everybody, it's Dave here and Darren. Unfortunately, no Darren today. Why? Because he got called in to work again. Hey, I hate when it happens too. It's not good, but hey, that's what it is. You know, about a month ago, we were talking about how he was called for the fires. He works for the government of Canada up in the Northwest Territories. And he's part of communication and helps with evacuating towns and such. Well, they beat those down, and he was on the show the last couple of weeks. However, again, fires have sprung back up all over the Northwest Territories. You see them there. I know it's hard. That's a Northwest tor- Territories is large, but you can see all the little orangish red dots on there, and those are fires. Well, Darren has to deal with those. So, hey. It is what it is. You get me today. <laughs> and, of course, that's not working properly. We've got to get that fixed. And why is that still open? Hey, everybody. I want to say hi to everybody that's in the chat already while I fix the chat. Raymond, Miss Mary. We have MWO. We have purple and gold for days. That's Mr. Justin. And he put out a good show that sort of mirrors what I'm going to talk about today, but is slightly different. So if you like stuff that Justin puts out, I suggest after this show, you go over and check out his page, purple and gold for days and check out what he has to say about these subjects. I do want to welcome everybody. Like I said, and if I missed you, I'm sorry. It's a one-man show today, so we're going to get this thing going next. But we have a few things to talk about today. As usual, three themes. First one, JJ, extension is not going fast enough. Really? Really, really? I titled this one Vikings Controversial because we got statements this week that are Quote, controversial. The first one, JJ's extension isn't going fast enough. And that comes from our buddy, Mike Florio. I'll get into that more later. The second one is Dalvin Cook finally broke out on the reason why he isn't being used properly. It's all KOC's fault. Oh, my God. (laughs) I feel the tears welling up. Third one is Daniil Hunter. Should he be released? Some people are saying, yes, he should be be released. He doesn't want to play for us, so release him. Uh, mm, mm -mm. I don't agree with that. We're going to find out more next on Two Old Bloggers. Vikings First and Skull presents This Week in Vikings Land with Darren and Dave. Your two old bloggers. Hey, everybody. It's Dave here once again. And no, Darren, that's because he's doing his thing for the Canadian government fighting fires. Welcome, Aaron. Good to see you. Norse Feces, good to see you. And Davey Change, by the way, Norse Feces, this is a public services announcement, is trying to get a hold of you. He wants to send you something. All right. Here we go. Theme... Number one. This one is Justin Jefferson. Yes, 
Justin Jefferson. What's up with Justin Jefferson? I just read an interesting article on Pro Football Talk by Mike Florio. It's about the extension of star ride receiver Justin Jefferson and how the Vikings might be taking too long to sign him. Now, I know it isn't a new topic, but Florio makes it some, some really good points, and I think we should all consider. But does he? First of all, let's talk about Justin Jefferson. Hey, the guy's a beast. We all know that. He absolutely, positively is a beast. Last year, he had over 1,800 yards, 24 yards rushing, nine touchdowns. He was Offensive Player of the Year, named to the Pro Bowl, All-Pro Team, First Team. I mean, the dude is a monster. He's the best wide receiver in the league. Number one, without a doubt. We don't, none of us disagree on that, do we? Nah, I didn't think so. But Mike, 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 Mike. And I like Mike. I like Mike Florio a lot. And as you all know, Mike Florio is a Vikings fan. I can't fault him for that. But instead, we're waiting. And Mike thinks the Vikings are taking advantage of the rules and thinks that's a big mistake. You see, the longer they wait, the more expensive it's going to get. Well, I think between now and, say, training camp at the start of the season, how much more expensive is it going to get? Probably not much. But he's worried about that. And he's worried about if we wait too long, that spending goes up, and unless, of course, the player suffers a serious injury or loses his fastball in some way, does anybody think Justin Jefferson is going to suddenly turn into Troy Williamson? Even if he does get hurt? No, I don't think so. Plus, there's the possibility of the foot dragging causing that causing Jefferson to be upset. But are they foot dragging? We don't know that for sure yet. All we know is that it hasn't been done and signed yet. So, we figure it's on the way. The organization's talked about it. They said they're going to get it done. So why is Mike upset? That's a good question. I, Mike, I don't know. Whether you're trying to push it for clicks or whatever, or like every Vikings fan, you're traumatized. I I don't know. It's There's a lot of stuff to go through. You know, to the Vikings... Tread lightly while the squeaky wheel gets the grease. You don't want to talk the smooth spinning wheel into uh, overspeeding and flying off the axle. You know, this isn't the same as it was. And Mike poses, what if we wake up one day and we have another Randy Moss or Percy Harvin or Stefan Diggs? Does that make, you know, this a disaster? Well, we're not there yet. Chill. Jason, yeah, it's my first ever, I shouldn't say first solo, it's my first ever planned solo one. Because I knew a couple days ago that Darren was going to make it. Um, Aaron says, JJ's made of rubber. Oh, without a doubt, buddy. Without a, I don't see that, you know, happening. 
But the quote from Mike was, it could be just another day in purple purgatory. That's where the trauma comes in. As we all know, as Vikings fans, we've been through a lot, and there is, you know, trauma involved. Do we think it's going to happen? I don't think so. You know, hey, they're doing the biggest, the largest non-quarterback contract in the history of the NFL. And don't you think there's a lot of stuff to be done to that? There's a a boatload of T's and a shit ton of I's that need to be crossed and dotted before all that is worked out? Of course. Now, we're all going to have this, you know, massive sigh of relief when it's done. But I'm not worried about it yet. When do most extensions come? They normally come during training camp for things like this. So why are we worried right now? We still have a month to go to training camp. But I do think it will happen. Like I said, remember, Mike's a big Vikings fan. So he's worried his way throughout the years, and he continues to worry. And until it's done, he's not going to stop worrying. Now, everybody here in the chat. And I see you, Yogi, and sorry I missed your link you sent last night. I punched off and did some other things, but it didn't hit my flow on my Twitter. Or I would have hopped on. But what do you guys think? Do you think, you know, worrying about Justin Jefferson right now is a big deal? Do you think he gets the contract, the extension done before the season starts? Throw a why in the remarks if you think so. If not, throw it in, and we'll talk about it. Why you don't? Jonathan says, maybe it's just Florio's PTSD, purple traumatic stress syndrome. Absolutely, Jonathan, you got that right. It very well could be. We all suffer from it in one form or another. It's part of being a Vikings fan. It is what it is. And uh, like again, everybody, Aaron says, nope, not a thing. I agree with you, Aaron. I don't think it's a thing yet. I don't I think we have to worry about it. I'm not worried about Justin Jefferson, the best wide receiver in all of football, is going to be playing for us. As Aaron says, he's too into football. I don't think he's going to throw a fit. We'll get to a player that's doing that later. But he, I think he's going to do his thing, right? The reason he missed... Voluntary mini camps because he was working on endorsement deals, right? When you're the best in the league, you have time to make money, and you can do that with your smile. And as we all know, he's got a great grill. Let him make that money. Go ahead. And then in the meantime, Brzezinski and his representatives are hashing out the contract. And from what I've heard, that it's pretty much all figured out anyways. They're just working on the minutiae. And there's a lot of minutiae, granted. But I don't think, you know, it's a big thing to worry about. And Aaron, yes, he's different than most wideouts. I'll grant you that. Just, it'll get done. Raymond says, it'll get done. And I do think it'll get done. So, unless everybody's traumatized, I think we have Justin Jefferson 
in the house for a very, very, very long time to come. Just the way we want it. And it may even be a short three-year deal, four-year deal, but so he can get paid again on the backside. I have no issue with that, but I think he's going to be here for a while, and I think we're all going to absolutely love it on Sundays, especially this season when you've got Kirk Cousins dialed in, playing for a contract. You know J.J.'s going to get the ball. It's going to be absolutely awesome. That brings us to our second theme of today. Music and such. But we are at our second theme, and our second thing is Dalvin Cook. Oh, Dave, why are you talking about Dalvin Cook? He's no longer on the team. Well, there's a reason I'm talking about Dalvin Cook, because I saw something this week that sort of irked me a little bit. And it sounded a little bit like whining. Actually, all three of these controversial things are sort of like whining, and I don't like whining. And anybody who's raised kids knows that feeling. So, what happened with Dalvin Cook? Well, Trevor Squire, who reports for, I'm trying to remember the the deal he reports for, he reports for Heavy.com. He wrote an article about Dalvin Cook and his release. And according to the article, Cook's release was due to finances and a new regime's desire for more consistency in the run game. Okay? What's wrong with that? That's exactly what we want. Is it not? He makes too much money and we want to be consistent in the run game. We don't want to be, you know, first down, you know, first and 10, second down, second and 11, third down. Oh, no, we got a long third down, right? And that's what we got last year quite a bit from Dalvin Cook. Now, was it feast, 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 or feast, feast, feast? No, it was famine, famine, famine with an occasional feast. And it's like Justin says, he'd rather have runners hit singles and doubles then strike out three or four times in a row before they hit that home run. It seems that Dalvin Cook was frustrated with the new scheme introduced by Kevin O'Connell, which focuses more on passing and less on running. Mm. We're in the age now, the current NFL, where it's a passing game. So, I can understand why he got a little frustrated. But is he right? Well, in an interview with Adam on the Adam Schefter podcast, Cook expressed his frustration, stating that he's a three-down back and his bread and butter is running the ball, both inside and outside zone plays. However, under the new scheme, the Vikings wanted to get the ball out wide to the receivers and the tight ends, and they wanted to throw the ball around more. Dalvin I feel for you buddy but we want a successful team we want to win football games were you part of that last year yes you were were you willing to stay part of it no you weren't 
the Vikings approached you. They were willing to pay you. They wanted to give you a pay cut, but they were willing to pay you, and you said no. You feel you earned and require your $10-plus plus million dollars a year, and so they released you, and now you're off looking for a job. We'll see how that goes. Hey, everybody, I have a question. Are you hearing me okay? I've got my mic maxed out, and I hope you are hearing me loud and clear. <laughs> Yogi, laughing. Um, Cook felt that he was not being properly utilized under this new system, which led to his drop in productivity. He also mentioned that he hopes to find a team that's willing to commit to the run game more as opposed to the more diverse scheme like the one Kevin O'Connell runs. Good luck with that. Like I said, the NFL is focusing more on the pass game. Now, can he find a run-first game team? Yeah, there's a few of them out there. <laughs> no reverb. Yes, I didn't have the reverb problem. That was that was Tyler, and he seems to have finally got that fixed. Thank God. Um, Aaron says, did have some big money, but worth the money? No. Here, and he hears me just fine. Thank you very much. Good to see you, Davey. I let uh, Norsefesius know you're looking to get in contact with you. If I, I saw him post something a little while ago. So, looking for you. So, make that stuff happen. Now, it's interesting to note that despite Alexander Madison's effectiveness and questionable whether he was or not, right? We know Maddie's going to be the new RB1 in place of Dalvin Cook. Well, the author, Tyler, or Trevor, Trevor Squire, he went to journalism school at the University of Minnesota. Trevor is saying that uh, Maddie was not as robust or whatever as Dalvin Cook was. But was he? And he throws up this chart to see how, look at all those big yellow dots at the top where Dalvin hits the home run. Right? Statistically, that's what it was. But look at the line of scrimmage. That's that black line across the middle. Look at how many were behind the line of scrimmage. And there's quite a few. Now, if you look beyond the line of scrimmage, yeah, you see some. He ran more. But if you look beyond the line of scrimmage, the, the more spread out group is Madison, Alexander Madison. Well, he has more dots spread out wider across the line of scrimmage, per se, per count, than Dalvin did. That's more efficient. He may not have hit the home run, but he's getting positive yards. And we want to be at positive yards so that the whole playbook is available for Kevin O'Connell to dial up whatever pass play or run play he wants to use in 2023. I think that is the real reason why Dalvin Cook is no longer with the team. We'll have to find out. Yes, Aaron, teams are not spending on backs and uh, dollar amount is going down. Down, down, and uh, it's not even worth franchising them anymore. So it's a good deal. Um, yes, and Skull for Life says 
Dalvin's going to be waiting to find out what his worth is. He is. And I want to say hi to Sarah as well. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Mary doesn't think he'll ever get the money he thinks he's going to get, but I wish we all could get the money we think we should get. That'd be nice. And butterflies fly, and we power the world by unicorn farts. Yes. Oh, by the way, you got to say hello to the whiskey. Ah, does it smell good? Mm-hmm. How are you? Right? Today I'm drinking Sazerac rye because I'm a little spicy. I'm a little spicy because I don't like whiners. That's what this show seems to be about. A few people that are whining. So, and the only one I have any love for is Mike Florio because Mike's been good to me. We've talked in the past. He's a good man. And I fully understand his purple PTSD. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) yeah, Davey, Kirk claimed his present coach failed to let him use his bread and butter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hey, it seems Cook's release from the Vikings was due to a difference of opinion regarding the offensive scheme and his contractual costs. While some may argue that Cook was not being utilized properly, others will argue that the new scheme was necessary for the team's success. I fall into that bucket. Only time will tell and how his decision will affect the Vikings in the upcoming seasons. Yes, guaranteed. We're going to look at the end of the season and look how the running game did. Do you think there's going to be a big difference? I think we'll be more efficient, just like they're planning to be. Roger Dart's good for you to be here. Glad to see you. Um, it's Hey, as much as we love Dalvin Cook while he was here, and by golly, he was a good running back. What, fourth best in the, in the Vikings history? You can't knock that. I think he's a little delusional, and I think if you're blaming the coach and the scheme on your production not being where it was, I think there's a fault there. Now, notice he didn't blame the offensive line, but he did blame the scheme. Oh, they're throwing too much. Really? You got the best wide receiver in the league. Damn straight you're going to throw. You got a quarterback, believe it or not, that's got arm talent. Right? Kirk Cousins can throw the ball. Let him. It's more efficient. We score faster. We score more. We win more games. Isn't that the point? Anyways. But, hey, Joe Nutting, you've missed me talk first about Justin Jefferson and how Mike Florio thinks that we're not moving fast enough to sign his extension, get his extension done, which I think is a bunch of malarkey. We expect to see it come training camp, so I'm not worried. And you just meant heard me go off or missed me going off on Dalvin Cook and him blaming the scheme as to why he wasn't as good as he normally is. Now, we're on to the third theme. And the third theme... Daniil Hunter should be released. 
Okay. I've heard this numerous times over the last few weeks. I don't know why. And I want to talk about it. I keep hearing, well, Dave, they're not getting along. He's refusing to play. You can't have a disgruntled player on the team. Just release him. No, not going to do it. Mm -mm. Not in my nature. It's just, even if Minnesota trades him because there's problems, right? They better trade him for a boatload. Of good compensation. I'm hearing, well, Dave, no, just trade him. If we get a fourth, we get a fourth. If we get a fifth, we get a fifth. At least we get something for him. If not, you just let him go and we get nothing. Who said anything about letting him go? That's my whole point. Now I understand Hunter's contract has become a point of contention between him and the Vikings front office. However, I strongly believe releasing or trading him for almost nothing would be a gigantic mistake. Daniil Hunter is one of the most talented and dominant pass rushers in the NFL. He has been a three-time pro bowler, right? He's had double-digit sacks. He's only 28 years old, will be 29 in October. Right, and people, well, he'll be 29 this season. Yeah, this season. Beginning this season, he's 28. And I do believe quality edge rushers last well into their young 30s. So, why just let him go? He's under contract. That's what gets me. He's under contract. Do you want to let a player of his caliber go? That would be a huge mistake. Hey, I understand there's some concerns about his contract, but there are other ways to address the situation. For example, the Vikings could negotiate a new deal with him, an extension, or offer the Band-Aid like reportedly happens. Right? Well, he was supposedly... uh, That's disrespectful to offer a Band-Aid for just this year. That means you don't want me after just this year. Well, buddy, you may have been signed or extended originally under the Spielman regime, and you took that $72 million five-year deal thinking, hey, we'll put you in this low deal now. We'll renegotiate it later. And we'll get you the money, but we need the space because we're in a Super Bowl window. And back at the time, everybody thought they were. But that was under Spielman. And then, of course, during that time, he got hurt. He got a tweak out for the season. Next season, half of it, torn peck. That's got to be a bitch, right? Understand that, but he's missed a season and a half, and he's still, of that $72 million, he's made all but $5.5 million. 
Why? Because he and his agent kept wanting to come back and say, hey, pay me more. Give me more money. Make me happy. Make me happy. Right? So the Vikings did. They reworked it. They moved money from the back end to the front end so he could have the cash in his bank account. And he did. Nothing wrong with that. So what does he get us now? He's missing. There's the milk carton back. You can see it. He hasn't shown up. Well, why hasn't he? Well, he wants to renegotiate. He thinks he needs more money. He's not being paid enough. Well, maybe the Minnesota Vikings are saying, you earn it. Go out and show us that you're going to be good in this new defense. And then we'll get it. Right? But he's not there. So, they could explore the option of trading him. But what have we seen on the trading front? Hey, he might get a fourth. Is Daniil Hunter worth a fourth? No. Not for the Vikings. He's worth a first. Right? So, if you get a fourth, yeah, you got something in return. But what's he going to do this year? Is he going to hold out? That would be a huge mistake. I'd love to see that. If he's that pissed off with the Vikings, don't show up. Hold out. But there's consequences to that. I think consequences that he hasn't thought of yet. And if his agent hasn't told him, he needs a new agent. He flat out needs a new agent anyways. Aaron talks about the fines will hit him hard. Yes, the fines will hit him hard. He's already suffered two for missing two days of mandatory minicamp. He's lost his $100,000 bonus for workout bonus. But if he starts missing training camp days, that's $50,000 a day on fines. Now, I wanted to see what this would do. So I went and looked. Where am I in my notes? Um. I went and looked at the NFL Collective Bargaining Agreement where they address this specifically. Hey, Thomas. Tolano, Illinois. Nice spot. And so I wanted to look at this. NFL Collective Bargaining Agreement. They address this specifically in Section 4, or in Article 4, Section 9 of the player contract. Forfeit of salary. This is written under paragraphs or subparagraphs B, C, and D, right? And I have B, C, and D on that slide there. But you're going, Dave, I can't read that. That's fine print. No shit. It is fine print. And it's the fine print that's got him in trouble. Now. What does it really say? It says a whole bunch of stuff. Now, I'm not a contract lawyer, nor did I sleep in a Holiday Inn Express last night. I'm only guessing at what it says from my engineering background and trying to figure it out. But what it says to me is that if he doesn't show up, which is one of his plays, he could do that. Just Flat out, not show up, saying, I'm not playing for the Minnesota Vikings. 
Well, this drives to, you know, people to say, well, then just release. No. You want a Johnson measuring contest? This is where I can be a real. And I think the Vikings should, too, say, no, you're under contract. You're going to play. We offered you more money to play this year and to prove yourself in the Brian Flores defense. You turned it down, and you, through other proxies, are expressing that we did you wrong. We've already offered you that. We're trying to cover, but you're upset that we didn't go beyond this year. Well, maybe we're a new, you know, front office. We want to see that you can hold up for two years straight before we invest a boatload of money. And from what I'm hearing, he wants a boatload of money. The top edge rushers making about $28 million on average per year. Will he get the top money? No. He will not. Does he want the top money? That's what I'm hearing. Can the Vikings afford to pay him $28 million a year? No way. Not even close. So, what's the best solution? Right? Hey, we'll pay you. We'll give you an extra $12, $15 million this year. Gives you up to $20 million, put in the bank. Once you earn your, you know, 4.9 on your paycheck and another half a million in game day bonuses, which works out, uh, I wrote it down there, you can't see it, but it's like 29000 whatever, $411 and change, right? You've already lost your 100000 because you didn't show up for minicamp. You could have earned 4.5, now you can only earn, or 5.5, now you can only earn 5.4. But you can earn that, and we were willing to give you another $12, 15000000 million on top of that. But he says no, and he doesn't want to play. Well, if he sits, Norcisvius says, if he's under contract and won't play, let him sit. Yes, let him sit. You know why? Because of this section and the NFL Players Agreement, and it's called breach, breach of contract, basically. But it's something breach, and I don't have it. Let's see. I can scroll up on all those stuff. But it's a um, breach of for, for forfeitable breach is how they phrase it, to be exact. And what it says is, if he does not play, the Vikings can start taking money back in the way of bonuses that have been paid out to him, right? That he has yet to earn. Well, guess what? All his bonuses have been paid out because he wanted that and he wanted up front. Now, I worry about that. His whole wanting all that money was not necessarily just because he wanted to be paid higher, but also because he has a spending problem. But I don't know that, and that's just me theorizing. We know the players can get that way, and hopefully he doesn't. Hopefully he has $70-plus million in the bank, and he's good to go. But they can start pulling that back if he does not play games. Now, it's into the season. If he does not play games, they can start pulling it back. Now, Dave, you ask, how much can they pull back? 
Well, even though they paid him already, those bonuses are allocated for 2023, 2024, and 2025. To get those that money back, if he doesn't play, they can start legal proceedings and, and it'll be divided up one per you know one seventeenth of that total. But that total, and I know it's really hard to see. Let me see if I can blow it up so you can see these numbers. Prorated bonus still owned, owed per the contract. Right? He's already got this in his bank. This is what they can pull back. $7,620,000 this year. At another $5,620,000 for next year and another $520,000 for the year following. And if you add all that up, let me get this back to the right size. Put it up here where I can see it. It comes to $18.86 million that the Vikings can go to court and yank back. Now, is it in his interest to stay away? Does he have $19 million in the bank to give back to the Vikings? Hey, it'd be great for the Vikings. That goes back to the cap. I don't think so. Hey, almost $19 million is motivation enough for me to play. On top of add in the other $5.4 million you're going to make this season. Play, play well, shut up. Then walk next year. Get a bigger contract somewhere else. Right? He can do that. But Play. And if he doesn't play well, he's going to hurt his contract for next year. And that's what he doesn't want to do. He wants a big contract. So why are people telling me, oh, just let him go, Dave? No. We need him. I want to see what he does under Brian Flores. Don't you? He's good. Yes, Davey. NFL does need to. Educate these players better. My worthless P, are you missing something, or does it look like the Vikings have all the leverage? That's the way I view it. Vikings literally have all the leverage. Now, do they want that whole copacetic, communicating, wonderful kumbaya locker room and stuff? Yes, they do. They want everybody happy. We all want to be happy. We don't all want to be angry. Right? And they want him happy. And they would like to see him succeed. And they would like to see him go on further. But they just want him to do it and show it this season. If he doesn't, it's going to cost him. It's going to cost the Vikings. It's going to make it tougher. Right, We all plan on him being the key component of that Flores defense. Brian Flores will have to pull some magic out of his hat big time if Daniil Hunter isn't there, or even more magic out. He's still going to have to pull a bunch of magic out, but he's going to have to pull even more out if Daniil's not there because we won't have a set edge rusher 
of his caliber. So that just, the whole situation irks me to no end, as you take. I'm quite open with my feelings. And, but the fact that people, oh, just let him go. No. Mm -mm. No. Not a chance. Not a chance. He'd have to buy it out. So, hey, but that's me. It is what it is. Justin had a little bit of different of a different opinion on his show. And like I said, please, please, please go watch it after this one. Justin does great work. So we should see Shane from Lafayette, Louisiana. Make a bit him play. Yes, Shane, I agree. Hey, I would like for it all go away. I would like for it to hear at, you know, hey, Justin Jefferson's contract extension is going to be the absolute big one and the humongous news we see during training camp. But I wouldn't mind seeing also during training camp or right before training camp, hey, the Vikings have locked Daniil Hunter up on an extension. We have nothing to worry about. I would. It'd be great. Because I think Daniil could last through 33 and still be a Pro Bowl player. Because the way he plays defensive end and the position of way he plays the position he plays at defensive end, both are longer aged positions. And the way he plays with finesse and speed versus power tends to let his body last longer. And if if you look at Daniel, you know he's an Adonis. Right? He takes care of his body. So I think he could be effective through age 33. But I'm only asking, you know, give him three years on top of this year. That puts him 30, 31, 32. And then make a decision. But I don't want to pay him $28 million per year. We don't have the room. We know we got to pay JJ. We should give an extension to TJ. Next year, we're going to need an extension for Darisol because you, by God, do not let good left tackles go anywhere. And what about quarterback? We might need an extension for Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is betting on himself. There's nothing more dangerous than Kirk Cousins betting on himself because generally that's when he tends to make a boatload of money. I'm all for it if he takes us all the way to the promised land this year. You would be too. Why not? It'd be fantastic. But no. We got somebody whining. Let him go. Let him go. No. Not going to do that. Nope. 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 That's not me. Anyways. (laughs) Quit listening to the bullshit that won't be infuriating. Thomas. Yes. I wish I could. But I sit there and I do, as most of you know, Vikings first in Skull. We have two televised or live stream shows, two old bloggers, and then twice a week we have the Real Forno show, right, that we run on the YouTube channel. And then every other day during a week, or every Monday through Friday, I'm doing the Vikings Daily Opener, where I read the news about seeing what's happening in the news i.e. the report or the written media and web media, what's happening in Vikings land. And unlike other teams who get into the doldrums of summer, 
the time between now and camp where they're going, hey, we ain't got nothing to write about. What should we write about? Hey, let's do a Mount Rushmore of all boys because we got nothing. Now, <laughs> I hate Mount Rushmore's, even if it is a ball boys. No, uh-uh. I want real news. We have real news. The Vikings are a content generating machine. They always have been. Whether it's, you know, going 130 down I-35. Whether it's taking a little boat trip on Lake Minnetonka. There's always something, and there is something this time. I would love to get up one morning and go, hey, this is Dave from Vikings First and Skull, your Vikings Daily Opener, and guess what? Not a single spot wrote about anything new in the last 24 hours. I hope you all have a good day. Enjoy. Stay healthy. Go get some time out at the lake or on the golf course, and we'll see you tomorrow, right? That doesn't happen. I report on the Minnesota Vikings. It just doesn't happen. And that's why you guys are so good. And, hey, we love each other. Justin, Justin joined the crew. He's going to have a podcast coming out here early this week as well. And one of the reasons is we like talking to you guys. You guys make our days. Whether it be Marion, whether it be Norseus, whether it be Sarah, my worthless opinion, Davy Chains, right? Uh, Michael, everybody else that showed up, Thomas, you guys absolutely rock. And we are all part of the bigger family that what I call Vikings land, right? There's some that produce stuff and I take and I look and hear and get that. Oh, just let him go, Dave. No. Mm -mm. Right. But there's others that like you want to hear about the Vikings, want to hear about your team, how they're doing. You know, how much closer are we to that promised land, the winning the first Lombardi? That's what we all want. We want to see it. We want to share it together. Ed Walter, thank you for showing up today. You're up there in Canada with Darren. Different part, you're over in British Columbia where he's in the Northwest Territories. Hope you're not having the fires like he's having to deal with, but it is what it is. But it's you guys that make this so much fun. I don't do it for pay. Yeah, I try to get a little beer money here and there. But I do it because I love the Vikings and I love talking with you guys. And that's why we formed Vikings First and Skull, so that we could do that. Now, what's happening this week in Vikings First and Skull? Like I said, Justin's going to have a podcast come out early this week. I do the Vikings Daily Opener on podcasts Monday through Friday. You'll hear me do that. Usually comes around around noon. I wanted to come out first thing in the morning, but I'm just not a night guy anymore. I have all my energy in the morning. Thank you, Mary. Um, but the news is good, and we get to talk to you. Monday, the Real Forno Show at 6 p.m. Central on the YouTube page, right where you are right now. And you know what? Monday is Tyler's 100th. This is a secret. It is 100th Real Forno Show. And we hope to have something special planned. 
for him because I want to rag on him and give him a hard time the whole time. But it's his 100th show, and we invite you all to join us and congratulate him on that achievement. And that is a big achievement. So remember, tomorrow night on The Real Forno Show, it's his 100th show, and we're going to be celebrating. So to us in, and normal schedule, we'll have, he'll have 101 on Wednesday, and then hopefully Darren will be back with me on 2-0 Bloggers the following week. So if you haven't already, please like, subscribe, ring the bell, share it with friends. Share it with your Vikings friends. Share it with your cheesehead friends. Share it with everybody. We're having fun, and we're talking about the team we love. And we all like to share stuff we love. Share Vikings first in school, both on podcast and on uh, YouTube. And on podcast, please rate and, you know, tell iTunes or Spotify. What do you think? Should be fun. I want to thank everybody for being here today. You guys have absolutely freaking rocked. So, what do we say? Skull Vikings! Like, subscribe, and ring the bell. And rate us on your favorite podcast aggregator. Darren and Dave, thank you for watching this episode of Two Old Bloggers. We look forward to seeing you on every show on the new Vikings First and Skull. You can find our podcast as part of the Fans First Sports Network. Sports takes for the fan, from the fan. Skull, everybody! Skull, everybody!